Well, good morning, everyone. We hope you did have a have a blessed uh, Christmas and and uh, that you have a happy New Year too. Uh, we are uh, looking forward to uh, times ahead, and and we, it is a quite a blessing to have visitors with us, family. And uh, what is a uh, what is a, a blessing when visitors appear is a double blessing when they happen to be your family. And so that's a good thing, and and good to see each each of you. And I know there's an, there's uh, other visitors here that are visiting family, so it's a it's a blessing to have those. And uh, uh, today, I want to think about as we just sang about worshiping uh, the Lord, and uh, a part of our worship of the Lord, uh, part of what defines worship really is uh, is truly uh, loving the Lord, adoring Him, and part of adoring Him is rejoicing in Him and delighting in the Lord. And so I want to think a little bit about delighting in the Lord today from out of Psalm 37. So if you turn with me there to Psalm 37, we will be in verse 4 specifically, but let's read these first four verses. Psalm 37 and verse number 1. Scripture says there, Psalm 37, verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart delighting in the Lord when we think about that today uh, from the scripture here we're reminded when we think about this passage of scripture we're reminded of um of another passage in the New Testament where Paul was dealing with a suffering church and that church was the church at Philippi. And I want to turn over there and if you want to follow me that's fine. Uh, over to Philippians and if you look at a few verses of scripture here, Philippians chapter 1 and look with me there, verse number 4. Uh, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 4, Paul says, Always in every prayer of mine for you all making request with joy. Verse 18, he says there, What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice and will rejoice. Verse 26, he says here that you're rejoicing. He said in verse 25, Having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you for your furtherance and joy of faith that your rejoicing verse 26 may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again chapter 2 verse 2 he says fulfill ye my joy that ye be like minding having the same love being one cord one mind in chapter 2 verse 16 he said they're holding forth the word of life that I may Rejoice in the day of Christ. Have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Verse 17, Yea, 
And if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Verse number 18, for the same cause also do ye joy and rejoice with me. Verse 28, I sent him therefore the more carefully that when ye, uh, when ye see him again, uh, ye may rejoice that I may be the less sorrowful. Verse 29, rejoice, uh, receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness. And hold such in reputation, chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Uh, it, to write the same things to you, it, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Chapter 3, verse 3 says, For when we are without, uh, so for we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Uh, chapter 4, verse 1 says there, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved, and long for my joy and my crown, he calls them. Verse 10, he said, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Now at the last, your care for me has flourished. But back in verse 4, he said, Rejoice in the Lord always and again i say rejoice rejoice in the lord we we think about as as god's people as uh, of of rejoicing and delighting in the lord sometimes somewhat as too much of a duty it is a duty it is a responsibility we have as the lord's people but I want to think a little bit about it today and, and give consideration of what is said here in this text. I need to be happy. I need to be rejoicing. I need to be a person as a child of God who's delighting. Uh, but I need to be one who's delighting in the Lord, as it's saying here, as this passage is specifically speaking. And so we're going to think about first what leads to this, because there's a context here. He said, delight thyself also in the Lord. There's a context here, so I want to think about what leads to this this rejoicing, this delighting. And then what it is, we'll look at the verse and consider specifically what it is, and then what it leads to. And so that's our text, and that's what we'll be uh, speaking about, the message that we'll be speaking about today. So let's go to the Lord in prayer before we go further. Lord, looking to you for help and for strength today, and looking to you knowing that without you, uh, we're empty, that we're vain, without you, that we've got no strength, that without you and your ability, we have no favor, we have no goodness, we have no righteousness, but Lord, that with you, that we can do all things, and Lord, that with you, with your help, and with your strength, with your grace, we can be a people of joy. And we just pray that you might bless, Lord, that you might give to us uh, the joy that only you can provide, that only you can give, the sustaining joy that keeps us, Lord, in the most difficult of times, and that lifts us up, and that holds us up, Lord, and that encourages us uh, when we go through uh, difficult times in our lives. And we just pray for your blessings and your grace upon us today in Jesus name Amen <clears throat> looking at the passage we are 
as I said, we're reminded of Paul's message. Paul said over and over again to the to this suffering church in different ways, but in chapter four, verse four especially, rejoice in the Lord always. You cannot say rejoice. Rejoice in Him always. It isn't just rejoice always. It's rejoice in Him always. And as God's people, to understand that the things of this life sometimes can get us down. The things of this life, even the, 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 the losses of things in this life, can get us down. And as God's people, we're good at rejoicing when times are good. We're good at rejoicing and being grateful for the things that God gives to us. And, and we are to be a grateful people. We're to be a people who thank the Lord for the things that He gives us. He says in the model prayer that we're to pray, give us this day our daily bread. We're, we're to be grateful and thankful and we're to pray for the provision that we need as God's people. But as God's people, we sometimes it's possible for us to be so focused on the condition that we're under and so focused on the, the provision that we need and that we have that we're rejoicing. It's, good, it's possible to be rejoicing more in what He's provided than rejoicing in Him and delighting more in what He's given us than delighting in Him. But you know, for the child of God, the blessed thing is, the wonderful thing is, that as His people, that when He, you know, it, the, the sad thing is that, that some believe that basically that there's really no joy to be had and, and in a practical sense, I think even some believers believe it, that that in a practical sense that that if we lose all of what we have that's been bringing us joy, all the things as we're thinking about the things, we lose all those things, then what do we have? And we don't have any joy anymore. We lose all the joy because all those things we've been rejoicing in are gone. The Lord can take all those things away from us and we still have Christ. The Lord can take all those things away from us and we still have God. We still have the Lord. And that relationship that we have and the fellowship that we have with God is a sustaining fellowship. It is a sustaining grace from God. Just that relationship we have with Him where that He becomes our joy. He becomes our delight. He becomes the source of our peace. The, sto- the source of our stability. Take it all away. And we still have Him. And we, so we don't have a loss of rejoicing because our rejoicing is in Him in the first place. And so as God's people, I think those that... I think it's a real... There's real hypocrisy that exists today among many religious folk, among many so-called Christians, that basically says that, you know, that God is just a means to an end. That God is simply... We just use God for what we to get what we want instead of as God's people recognizing that we're just to be grateful for what we have because of who He is. 
because of who he is to us. And so as his people that we'd be grateful for him and for that relationship we have with him. Uh, he's the one who's, who's providing. He's the one who's there. He's the one who's with us. You know, somebody says, you can't fix everything for somebody else. So true. There's so many things that, you know, people have got problems and have difficulties. And really, sometimes the best thing we can do is just be there. Just be the one that's there and that's listening. The ear that's there. Just be there. Just be that one that's a friend that sticks closer than a, bro- than a brother. Be that one that's a friend that is just going to be there thick and thin. And all the difficulties and all the trials of this life, they, they have a way of being dispelled by having a friend. They have a way of being dispelled by having somebody that just cares. You know, as, as the Lord's people, we've got one who cares for us so much. And He cares for us. And we don't, with all the losses that we might have, and all the difficulties and all the trials that He might bring to us in this life, He cares about us. Look at the text here, and, and the first three verses tell us something about what leads to this delighting in the Lord. Because he says, delight thyself also in the Lord. First of all, he says, fret not thyself. Here's the, here's the thou shalt not part of this to start with. Okay, we're looking at what leads to this delighting in the Lord. Uh, don't do this. Thou shalt not. Fret not neither be thou envious. He says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. He says, first of all, there's a thou shalt not, and that is, quit worrying about everybody else and what they have and what they do to you. Okay, Fret not because of evildoers, that's what people are doing to you. Okay, those things are things that cause you to lose your joy. The the psalmist is telling us that. These will cause you to lose your joy, so don't do it. Don't fret because of evildoers. Fret not because of evildoers. Okay, and then he says, he says, in following that, he says, don't be envious of them either. That causes you to lose your joy. When you're envious of somebody else. As believers, we have a very special relationship with God, with the creator of the universe, who's in control of everything. And we have that glorious, special relationship with Him. He's ours. We're His. We're His children. We belong to Him. He loved us. He gave His Son for us. And as His people, we have this glorious relationship that that, that says... That says, you know what? You're going to be cared for. You got him. All the rest, don't be distracted. Don't become distracted by things that are going to rob you of your delight in the Lord. So delight thyself in the Lord. Well, part of it is what leads to delighting in the Lord is one of the thou shalt nots, first of all, here. And then he says there's a thou shalt also in this in this in these verses. He says. For they 
shall soon be cut grounds, uh, down as the grass and wither as the green herb. But he says, trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. So here's the right thing. Trust in Him. Don't fret, but rather trust in the Lord. And don't be envious, but rather do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. And he, he says, you know what? You, people are not going to respect you doing good. They're not going to, they're not going to, you're not going to have a bunch of applause because you do what's the Lord's will. You're not going to have a bunch of applause because you even do something good for someone else. They may, they may despise you for trying to do good for them and trying to, trying to accommodate them in some way or trying to help them out. But just trust the Lord and do good. Trust Him. It's pretty simple. Not easy. Not saying easy. Simple as far as what the Lord is saying to us here concerning delighting in the Lord. If you want to delight in the Lord, then it's, first it starts by don't let all these things distract you from delighting in the Lord. And we get distracted because of looking around and seeing what's going on and what's happening in our life as it relates to other people. And we get, as God's people, distracted because we're distracted from trusting the Lord and doing good. The one that, the one that loves us, the one who cares for us, trusts Him. So, so first, what leads to delighting in the Lord? Delighting in the Lord is starting to trust Him. Trust the Lord. Depend on Him. And, and you know, the more our relationship with Him and the more our fellowship with Him is stronger and stronger, we begin to trust Him. We begin to see that when things are happening in our life, it's of the Lord. We start seeing those things are of the Lord. And, and it's hard, and sometimes more challenges come our way that we can't say that, and we have a difficulty, and we say, why, Lord, are you doing this? That's okay, but, but we're learning, we're growing in confidence in the Lord to trust Him. And the more we trust Him, the more as God's people, I think, we're going to be delighting in Him. So first, what leads to this? Secondly, what is it? What is it? We got a granddaughter who went through a stage, uh, Haven, who went through a stage and she would say, what is it, Donna? <laughs> that was, she would say over and over, what is it, Donna? What is it? She'd look at that. What is it, Donna? What is it? You know? And she, it, she'd go all over the room. What is it? What is it? You know? She want to know what it is. is she, what's she looking for? She's sponge, you know. She's looking for all kinds of information. She wants to know. She's looking at things that are strange to her. She says, what is it? What is it? What is it to delight also in the Lord, as the Scripture says here? Delight thyself also in the Lord. Well, what is it? First of all, it's a, it's a personal endeavor. It's a personal endeavor. I almost hesitated to use the word endeavor because in some respects it's a natural thing of the grace of God for the believer to delight in the Lord. There's something natural about it because something supernatural has happened within us and it's happened within our heart where that we just we love Him because He first loved us. Okay? So 
I, I hesitate almost to say, use that word endeavor, but at the same time, we all see and we all feel that there's somewhat a, a conflict, and therefore the Lord would have us to pursue this. But there is a certain kind of a pursuit of this that's a reality, and that is a pursuit of this delighting in the Lord, because I'm prone not to delight in the Lord, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm prone to complain. I'm very good at that, by the way. I can complain really well. And I think some of us could might say that, yeah, I'm, I'm a good complainer. I like to complain. And, and what, But we, we need, so we need an endeavor of personal nature. A personal endeavor is what it is. He says to delight in the Lord. He says, delight, first he says here, delight thyself. So it isn't a, a matter of causing someone else to delight in the Lord. You can't really do that. I can't, I can't make you delight in the Lord. I can't, as much as I might try to encourage you to be close to the Lord and such, and might try to encourage you, even with the Word of God today, to delight in the Lord, I can't. I can't put that in you. It, it's, God's going to have to work in your heart, and He's going to have. It, it's going to be done in such a way as that you are delighting yourself. He says, "Delight thyself in the Lord." And so I, I think of this, and I think it, it really is a that there is a sense in which it is a personal endeavor that I need to put my set my eyes on it. I need to consider it in my own life. What am I doing? Am I delighting in the Lord? Or am I distracted by the evildoers and the, uh, the workers of iniquity as he's speaking here in this passage? Am I really trusting the Lord and doing good and delighting in Him? Personal endeavor. Secondly, when we think about what is it... Um, it's a preconditioned endeavor. <clears throat> preconditioned endeavor. It's a big, big word, but here's what it means. It means there's something that's come before, right? Delight thyself also in the Lord. Also. So, so some other things have come before this that he's talked about, and we just looked at them. He's saying here, delight yourself also in the Lord. There's some things that precondition our ability to delight in the Lord. If I'm not trusting the Lord, I am not going to delight in the Lord. It isn't going to happen. If I'm if I'm all distracted by the works of iniquity and by evildoers, I will not be able to delight in the Lord. It won't be possible for me to do that. And so, so he's saying, also, he says, it, it comes with this precondition. It comes with some things here. He says, I, I, I told you, don't do this, but do this, and then delight also in the Lord. Also delight in the Lord. And, and as we think about that, we think as, as God's people that, there are, that we have to link things sometimes together. And it's hard sometimes for us to put things together. We think, we think I, I just need to be happier. I just need to be happier. Well, you need to be happier, but the only way you're going to be happier is you quit being distracted. You want to be happier, but the only way you're going to be happier is if your focus is on the Lord 
And how is your focus going to be on the Lord if you're complaining about everything He gives you? If you're complaining about everything that's happening in your life, then how can your focus be on the goodness and the grace and the wisdom and the provision and the the grace of God, the, the, the His His uh, His ability, His power to accomplish things in your life. So there's a precondition: trusting Him. How do I learn to trust the Lord? <laughs> As a child of God, we were given that grace, right? We were given the grace of faith that we trusted in the Lord as our Savior and Lord. And it is still a grace. It is a grace that God gives to us. And what we seek and we desire that the Lord would give us more grace day by day that we would be able to trust Him more. But what is it to trust the Lord actively? What does it look like? It looks like going through very trying times. That's what it looks like. To trust the Lord means that you, you're not trusting the Lord when everything's going well. You're trusting the Lord when things are very difficult. When you come to forks in the road that, that look like there isn't, here's the fork, but where's the rest of it, you know? Where that you see no light at the end of the tunnel whatsoever. You see no reason for hope whatsoever visibly and from a physical standpoint, from a, from a human standpoint. But you just say, I know that there's a purpose in this. I know that the Lord still is working His will out in all of this because I know that He loves me. I know He loves me. I know He cares for me. And because His love is so great and His He loves me, then I, as a child of God, need to recognize this preconditioned endeavor in that sense in which that it says, you know what? I need to be trusting Him, and as I'm trusting Him, as I'm going through all these difficulties, and even these difficulties that I'm trying to face right now that are causing me not to delight in the Lord, I just need to trust Him. I need to, I need to surrender to His will. I need to surrender and recognize He is the one that's in charge, and that I'm, just, I'm beginning to more and more just surrender to what His will is and be able to just rejoice in the relationship I have with Him instead of just rejoicing in what He allows or provides in my life. i got to start rejoicing in Him. So, a per, there's a personal endeavor to light thyself, a preconditioned endeavor to light thyself also, and then a precise endeavor. And the precise endeavor is this, delight in the Lord. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. Delight thyself in the Lord. Not just when He brings good, but that He is good. Delight in Him. Not just what He's given you, not just what He's providing for you, but delight that He's the provider. The, the, delight, not just that He got you through this last ordeal, I'm delighting He got me through this last ordeal. But delighting that He's the all-powerful One, Almighty One, all-wise One to get me through that. And that He'll get me through the next one, whatever it is. Whatever the circumstances are. Then I've got, I've got some... What happens is I start having some stability 
as a believer and, and because I'm starting to trust in him and understanding that my delight is not really as a believer the real source of my joy is not my circumstance the real source of my joy is my relationship the real source of my joy is in all the things that happen to me in this life I've still got him he still loves me and his love will never go away his love is never going to diminish at all and to have him loving me even when I don't feel it to have him loving me even when the circumstances are sound look rotten and look bleak and things get even worse in the future when we look through down the future how many of us are going to make this life without dying we're all going to die unless the lord comes back sooner we're all going to die right he's we're going to die we're going to all get worse our condition in this life is going to get worse so get ready hey i'm sorry to tell you that that's the case i'm sorry to give you this you know this this sight into the future of your life but you're going to die every single one of us are going to die so we're going to get sick we're going to get unhealthy we're going to get things are going to happen that are going to make that are going to tear our bodies down and we are going to leave this life it's going to happen if we, if the lord doesn't come back sooner just take us out but you know what as a child of god i don't have to I don't have to be one that just dwells on that and thinks, thinks you know, oh, it's terrible what's, what's coming and, and what might come in my life because uh, I've got the one that loves me. He cares for me and he can sustain me in the most difficult of trials in this life. He will get me through. He will take me right to the end, to my deathbed, and it will be fine. The Lord will, he will make a way for me as a child of God to endure it. To go through whatever that burden is that He would have me to bear. Oh, sometimes we don't think about our burdens because we got the little grandkids like that one right there, you know. But we still have burdens. And those and, and those grandkids make us really happy as the two did yesterday for my wife and I. But anyway, but we still have we got a lot to look forward to that's not, that doesn't look all that good. It doesn't look, it's kind of bleak, but delight in the Lord. Not just in what He brings, but the fact that He is good. The fact that He is wise. He's powerful. He's merciful. The fact that He's so gracious to us. And that He can can meet all our needs. He knows the future. I don't. But, you know, you're holding the hand of the one that knows the future. He's going to walk you right through it. It's going to be okay, you know. So, what this leads to is the next point. Okay, so we looked at what leads to it, this delighting in the Lord, what it is, and then, but what does it lead to? Delighting in the Lord. Uh, Back to our verse there, verse number 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Now I thought you just got through saying, Brother King, I thought you just got through saying that it's not about 
you having your will of being done, just using God to get what you want. thought you just got through saying that. That's exactly right. I did say that. Because I don't believe that's what this is saying. I don't believe this is saying that he's saying that you go into this with your will. Don't get this all backwards because there's order here. And you don't go into this thing saying, I just want my will to be done. I want everything my way. And you know, if you want everything your way, you probably won't die. I mean, you won't want to die. You want everything your way, you'll never want to get sick. If you want everything your way, you will never want to experience any kind of evildoers doing you wrong. If you want everything your way, you will never ever want a cloud over your head. You want bright sunny days there all the time. Well, I don't know. All the time, you know, reclining out on a beach or something. That's what you want. If you want everything your way, then you're going to want you're going to want enjoyment. You're going to want no pain. You're going to want everything. You're going to want to be rich too, probably. I'm sure if we wanted everything our way, if we were honest about it, then everything would be provided. You know, we just everything would be good. Wouldn't have any difficulties. Okay. But you see, what happens with this relationship with the Lord is that what we want in our heart changes. There's a big change. And what I want now becomes His will. Why? Because He knows better. He loves me. I, I, there's there's something about that, again, back to that relationship. That He loves me deeply. And what we see that this is, when we think about this passage of Scripture in verse number 4, it says, Delight thyself, and He shall give thee. Think about this, first of all. That it is a gift that He's talking about here. It's a divine gift. He shall give thee. He's going to give you something. Now, what do you think God's going to give you? If we just had Christmas time. How many of you tried your best to discourage your grandkid or your daughter or your son or whoever it was whenever you're trying to pick a gift out? You're going to pick a gift out that's going to discourage them. You're going to pick a gift out that is going to make their life miserable. You're going to pick a gift out that is just, you want them to feel bad about you. <laughs> you want to do something that causes them to hate you for the rest of your life. You know, you're going to give them clothes when you know good and well what they wanted was a toy. You know, that's what you're going to do. You're going to just all this. <laughs> what, who of us would do that? Out of love for them, we're not going to do that. Out of love for them, what are we going to do? Well, you think God is going to give us a gift. And what kind of gift do you think God's going to give us? I can tell you what kind of gift God gives. Every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, right? He gives perfect gifts. He gives good gifts. Good gifts. And you know what? As a child of God, the more we're trusting in Him and depending on Him, He's given us something that's going to make us happier. 
and it's going to make us feel better about Him. Not worse. He's going to give me something that's going to make me feel better about Him. Now, what is it always, what's it going to look like? Sometimes, this is where it comes to faith, right? Sometimes it doesn't look that good. But, we trust. When we're trusted, when we're back to that first part that we're talking about, those preconditioned stuff, we're back to that preconditioned stuff. What are we saying? We're saying, we need to be in a good relationship with Him and quit being distracted by everything else in this world and all the other things that look bad, that look bleak, and trust Him and His relationship with us. And So then that whenever something bad does come our way, and it says to me, I ain't got the grace. I, I do not have the strength to endure this. But I say, I guess that means the Lord's going to provide me that strength. <laughs> I guess that means that the Lord is able to, to give me something here. I can't see my way. I don't understand how in the world this is going to work out. I don't understand how it could possibly work out the way that I would want it to work out or that I'd be in a better relationship with the Lord. And, and yet I'm just going to have to trust Him and say, hey, He's the wise one. He knows. He knows what's best for me. And so I'm going to have to just say, you know, this is a divine gift. It's a gift from God. And a divine gift sometimes might not look that pretty. How many of you, when you... It's hard for me to say this. But when you first... Okay, let's think about somebody else's kid. When you first... When they're first born, and, and you look at them, and you say... Whew, that's one ugly kid. <laughs> that is an ugly mess. You know what? It is not. It's not a pretty sight. All that. Okay, I'm not going to even go into. You can picture it. You know what it's like. All of you here, I think, know pretty much what it's like. It's an ugly mess. And you think, you know, a div- but it's a wonderful gift, right? A divine gift. A wonderful gift. And then she's having to change the diaper again and again and again and having to feed them and they don't want to eat and having to do this and that and the other whatever the things is. And they're cranky and they get and they keep you up all night long and you're thinking, whew, you know, how can this be good? And yet it is. And you're so grateful for it even though some ugly things about it, some difficult things about it, some trying things about it. The Lord's gifts are that way. What the Lord gives us sometimes is looking ugly. Sometimes it's it's difficult. It takes a grandparent to look at them and say, oh yeah, she's beautiful. <laughs> it takes somebody else to kind of help you out and encourage you and say, yeah, it's, 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 it's okay. It's going to work out. You know, Things are going to be okay. They're not gonna, you're not going to have to change the diaper forever. It's a it's rather short period of time, which that has to happen. You know, most of the time that's that's the, so you get that, and and then things get bad nearing the end too. It's ugly. It hurts. Doesn't feel good. Think. This is a gift from you, Lord. Hard to take, isn't it? Hard to accept. 
Hard to hard to realize that. Hard to visualize that. Hard to get a grasp of that. Hard to get our hands around it, so to speak. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart, he says. He'll give it to you. He's going to give you. And it's going to be good for you. It's going to be what's best for you. It's a bountiful gift. He's going to give you the desires. As he says here. How many of us have any have desires? We've all got desires. All kinds of desires. Some of us are less spiritual than other people, but we've all got all kinds of desires, right? You know, some of us, we would love to have the million dollars, and others of us would just love to have a big family. You know, we've got all kinds of desires. And in those desires, though, usually they're 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 kind of usually bountiful is what we want. We want something bountiful. We want we want not just a little taste of it, but give me the whole <laughs> the whole pie. <laughs> I don't want just that little that little bitty tiny. You know, you see her cut the piece, or or she starts cutting the pieces, and and then you realize that she left you out. But Don is looking at me. Strange. We're over at the Harris's household. I have to tell on her. I'm sorry. I don't have to tell her. <laughs> over at the Harris's household, and, and we're sitting there, and she's sitting there with that pie, and she's cutting everybody a piece of that pie, you know, and she's got it all cut out. She got it measured. She knew exactly how many people there were in that room. Guaranteed, she knew how many people there were in that room. She starts dishing them out. still sitting there <laughs> and I didn't get a piece of pumpkin pie <laughs> uh, that was a while back but anyway but I, I, have, I have a I have a memory because I have desires that are pretty strong sometimes. I was really wanting a piece of that pie but I didn't get one that day but anyway uh, our desires are kind of bountiful sometimes and they're really bountiful as we're yielded to the Lord, how much faith do you want? I want a bunch. <laughs> how, how, much, how much grace do you need for tomorrow? Well, I'll take a, I'll take, you know, fill me up and overflow me, please. <laughs> you know, uh, how much do I need the wisdom of the Lord in my life? Oh, just give me just a little, tight, little taste of it. No, I want more than that. I want a bunch of it. And, you know, and He'll give you the desires of your heart whenever your heart's desires are on Him. When your hearts are desiring Him, when you love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, you see, then <laughs> things are a little different. Then, whenever I'm trusting Him and leaning on Him and I'm not distracted by a bunch of things, then, as a child of God, i got different desires. I want His gift. I want what He wants for me. I, because I know how much He loves me. He loves me better than I could ever even love myself. He loves me. He cares for me better than I can ever care for myself. He is going to provide for me better than I'm wise enough to even ask Him. I don't even know how to ask Him the way I ought to, the Scripture says. i got the Spirit having to bear witness 
with you know with my spirit and and the spirit making intercession for me with groanings that can't be uttered I, then I'm not even able to understand what the will of the Lord is and understand what's so good for me what's the best thing for me God's will simple it's God's will divine gift the bountiful gift a uniquely yours gift he says here he shall give thee the desires of thine heart of thine heart what does that mean that means that in the working of God and his grace and his mercy and in his providence that what he's going to do is he's going to cause you to have personally to have desires that are best for you he's personally going to give you desire and a longing for what is best for you and that's not something that's natural because what's what I think of it's best for me when I'm thinking along the terms of walking by sight is I want everything to work out in this life but his and I, and, 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 and I want it all to be everything to work out in this life not just, not just that it all works together for good I want it, every little step to work good and I want to be able to you know, just join everything that's that's happening in this life. But now he's going to give you uniquely yours gift in the sense that it'll be something that he knows that's what you need specifically at this moment in time, at this during this particular ordeal that you're going through. It's specific to you. How many of you give a gift and you just go to the store and you say, "Well, it's like I give gifts." Go to the store and and I say, let's see, I got three. No, I got four young men in the family. So let's see, a gift card for him, a gift card for him, a gift card for him, a gift card for him. And there we go. I'm ready. Christmas is set. And they say, well, you ready for Christmas? Oh yeah, I've got all my gift given, taken care of. Got all my <laughs> bought all my presents. <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm set. I try not to do that, but okay, just confession is good. So, anyways, what's better to go like my wife does, and she thinks about every single one. She thinks about their personality. She thinks about what they like. She thinks about their own desires, and she concerns herself with their desires to the point that she starts texting them. She starts asking them this and asking them about the color and asking them about these things. It's like. It's a lot simpler if you just get them a gift card. You know? But that's not the way she's going to operate. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think that's the way God operates either. I think he's concerned about every desire, every good desire that we have in our heart. He's going he's to fill those desires. He's going to cause that we have a desire for his will, and he is going to pour blessings upon us as his people. We're not talking about getting rich. We're not talking about the best car. We're not talking about having the sweetest family. We're not even talking about necessarily having everybody in our family know the Lord. We don't know. That's the Lord's will. That's Him, His plan, His purpose. And it has a lot to do with what's He knows what is best for us. But it's back to, where's my joy? My joy should be in the Lord Himself. Obviously, this is all an objective of believers to delight and to rejoice in the Lord. To be ever grateful to Him 
for who he is. But believers, uh, they they possess a very unique experiential knowledge and understanding of God's great love toward them. That's how it all starts. It starts by them having an understanding that God gives them by loving them so much and giving His Son to die for their sins that they come to see that they cannot but, through His providence and His working in their heart and life, they cannot but but love Him, but love Christ, but love the Lord. And and that redeems them from sin, and which is the the basis of all of our love and trust and peace and joy as believers is that new relationship that we have with the Lord. And you know, if we have if we don't have that relationship with the Lord through Jesus Christ and His shed blood on the cross, then all this that I've been talking about really doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't work out. It's not going to work out for you if you don't know the Lord. Because you are never going to have the kinds of desires that the Lord will put in your heart that causes you to trust Him and causes you to recognize that you got something that's far more valuable than anything that this world could ever give you, and that is you've got the Lord. You've got the Lord on your side, and He's with you. And he, with Him being with you, there's nobody can be against you. Romans 8, 28 is all about Him working everything out for our good and, and such. But you know what? It ends by, the, by going right down to the root of the issue. And that is, nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's it. There's nothing can separate us. So, if I've got that, then I got the basis for what the Scripture is telling me here. And I should be delighting in the Lord. Don't get distracted. Trust in Him. Depend on Him. Recognize what it is. It's a personal endeavor. Delight yourself. It's a preconditioned endeavor. Delight also. It's a precise endeavor. Delight in the Lord, in Him. And recognize it's a gift. It's a bountiful gift. It's It's a uniquely yours kind of a gift that the Lord gives to us and He makes us happy. He gives us real joy in our lives. Let's go to the Lord and pray this time.